Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Investigative Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Llewellyn Jones. Today's episode is all things climate. Uh, climate is a topic I've been hesitant to talk about, mainly because, A, besides it being possibly the most contentious topic and affecting everything, although that hasn't uh, doesn't really hold me back that much, it's more just that it's how com- complex it can be. That, you know, climate systems, weather systems wind analysis and things like that are immensely complicated topics. You know, there's that old saw about, you know, the butterfly theory that a, you know, butterfly flaps its wings a million miles away, affects the weather someplace else, is is total hokum. You know, butterflies don't make any effect on the climate whatsoever. But, it you know, it was used to sort of give a point that, like, weather systems, you know, a, a storm in one place can affect a storm, uh, weather in someplace else. That's actually not completely accurate either. Just to say that winds are very chaotic and I think a lot of weather systems and the butterfly theory itself was a reference to chaos theory of immense complexity. But it was, and I I generally sort of assumed that most of the sort of climate theories going around, you know, the greenhouse theory and things like that were accurate, that if that many scientists believed it, well, it had to be true, or for the most part true. And anytime I'd read any criticism of it, the criticism was usually kind of weak and scattershot. And, you know, it seemed like they were definitely trying to disagree by any means necessary, even if it wasn't like a coherent argument. But it was around 2015 that I worked on a story for Bloomberg BNA. And what was so surprising was that the story, I don't think anybody had written on the topic before, and I kind of stumbled upon it. And I was so shocked at how blatant, it, how easy it was to find the story. And it, I think everybody kind of knows this detail now, is that coal consumption by China and India has gone through the roof. That while the U.S.'s you know, coal use has been decline, in decline for like the last 20 years or so, I, I forget what the actual numbers are, but you know China's burning of coal is like doubled, if not tripled, and it's been you know because they've become this manufacturing powerhouse, and they need coal, they need energy to to power the factories and the and the mills and everything like that. So, and at the time, you know, sort of stumbling upon that, I was I was just like flabbergasted, being like, a it, w- it wasn't that hard to find, you know, it was just sort of digging into international coal consumption, you know, use data. I think it was by the the B, BP annual report on commodities that it was in. You know, I've worked on much more complex like financial stories and things like that where data is buried in some you know, arcane section of the government or just really complicated numbers. This was just like, you know, they have China publishes the numbers of the coal that they use. And it was readily available for anybody to find out before that. But And, you know, that by itself is not like dismiss the greenhouse theory or anything like that but it undercuts so many other things that you know not like the whole idea that you know that we have to stop using fossil fuels before the two degree mark or whatever it is this these days was you know it's a joke that if you know if china and india are consuming that much that the we're going to hit that goal anyhow and that 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 was such a ridiculous premise that what other things are not true 
based on it. I mean, I, I previously, when I kind of assumed it, I sort of assumed it was like, oh, this one degree target's not good. Maybe it's going to be in like 50, 100 years that, you know, we'll start to see the effects. But the sort of the, the fear mongering around the climate stuff is so off the charts that, it, you know, it can't really be, you can't, you can't understate it that, that, you know, the, the world's going to end, the oceans are going to rise and flood the cities and all these other things, you know, and deserts will turn to oceans, oceans will turn to deserts. I, I, I can't even keep track of all the stuff that, that keeps getting said. And, you know, if the world is about to end because of our, you know, fossil fuel use, then and why aren't they in China and India doing something there? And that's, you know, that, that was sort of my starting point for some, and it, some extreme skepticism of the topic started there. And, and again, you know, if that's, if that's was so easy to find and so such a blatant sort of undercut of the, the whole movement, you know, what else is not true? What else is sort of blatantly inaccurate? And, you know, that, that helped, you know, steal me, steal my nerves to sort of take a, take a better shot at, even though climate is so complicated to sort of take a shot at some of these stories. And the first couple too, I I think are, you know, sort of a good understanding of what might also be happening. That for one, the angle of the sun that is changing over time on average, that we all know, you know, the sun goes up and down every day. And as it, as the earth goes around the sun every year, it sort of changes its angle. It's lower in the winter, it's higher in the summer. And that angle of the sun is actually sometimes, sometimes more important than the duration of the sun. That's that more heat is transferred at, in the middle of the day at noon than during sunset. And and much more so. And that's actually more responsible for the amount of heat transferred. Maybe not the, necessarily the light, but the heat that's transferred and, and that affects the temperature. And I mean, you can see that if, you know, you go to places closer to the equator, if you, have, if you ever, somebody from further up north, you go to the equator, you will get a sunburn much, very, very quickly compared to further up north. That around D.C., I can stand out in the sun all day and maybe get a little bit of a sunburn. But if, you go, if I go to somewhere in the Caribbean, I get burned very quickly. Anyhow, you guys know all this stuff about, you know, the angle of the sun, you know, makes a big difference about energy transfer. And it's sort of like the whole idea of the, you know, a little bit of trigonometry here is that, you know, if if a light, a flashlight is shining to a flat surface, then it's sort of getting the full effect of the sun. But if you change the angle, the amount of that light is spread across the the page, the, the flat surface, it's a bigger, it's spread across a larger area. And that it spreads the energy across the larger area, and therefore each little bit of area that's hit by the light is less energy is is transferred because it's being spread across that larger area, and that applies to the sort of Earth as a whole. And so the you know the sun in general is 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 going up in the sky, just a little bit more each year, and this is like not much. This is like a hundredth of a degree over 10 years, but, you know, that, that amount on average, and that, you know, that's like, just like a little bit of variation overall can make a big difference based on heat transfer that like just some numbers for that 
It's that on average, so the sun delivers 44 quadrillion watts of power to the earth every year based on uh, NASA data. And um, if like a small, you know, that like a hundredth of a degree change could, would essentially be, would change the insulation ratio, the amount of radiation transferred to the earth about, you know, 0.0 percentage points since the 2000s which, you know, these are like really small, small amounts, but, and that's all based on this like one location near Colorado. And the data is based on sort of the projections from the National Re Renewable Energy Lab, the NREL. They do a lot of data for solar energy projects and they, who want to know exactly the perfect angle of the sun to turn the, uh, you know, turn your solar panels to its facing and absorbs as, as much radiation as possible. But that like small percentage change in angle would ostensibly lead to like about an additional 11 trillion watts of energy radiated each year. These are sort of very, you know, sort of blunt numbers because, you know, that's only based on one location. Each location would see a different angle change. Um, but just to show you the scale of a little bit of change in angle that could happen there. And, you know, and, and it's not, it's, it definitely differs between uh, each location. Like if it's in the Southern hemisphere, a, a location there shows that the angle is declining. Therefore, temperatures would decrease because of the radi less radiation being transferred. And ostensibly, this is all coming from all the, the variations, perturbations in the, how the Earth is rotating around the sun and rotating on its axis. Some of it might be from the Chandler wobble or otherwise known as the free precession that like how the earth rotates around its axis. It, it wobbles a little bit like a top as it's a, as it's coming to a stop. And so, and it's just like that, that little variation that would potentially change within a certain amount of time. There are other pertur perturbations that happen on like a, every thousand years and things like that. So it's, it's something like that, most likely, that's changing the angle just slightly over time. And whether or not that's totally related to the next article is, you know, to be decided. But one potential result of that is that, is that there's more energy being transferred from the sun. And that's based on um, NASA data from uh, the Power Project. It's this prediction of worldwide energy resources. It's another one that's uh, meant for uh, trying to gather data for solar power purposes, renewable energy, sustainable buildings, and also for agroclimatology, sort of you, you know, using climate for helping agricultural purposes, you know, when you, what to plant, when to plant it, based, you know, predicting the weather for all that. And that's, you know, what they're doing is they, you know, NASA's got a bunch of satellites in space, and not only just uh, it's collecting, you know, solar radiation, and it's also collecting cloud cover data to essentially model what a, like a solar panel on the earth would be absorbing at any one time. And, and it's pretty apparent from that one. That one's not so uh, complicated in that it's just the amount of ultraviolet A radiation coming to the earth has, has grown over the last two decades, about four and a half percent increase across 20 years or about uh, 0.428 watts per meter squared on average for each year. And yeah, the 4.5% across 20 years is, again, that's pretty significant when you sort of think about just the amount of energy that the sun is distributing to the earth. 
if it increases four and a half percent, that's that's significant. And again, for this one, it's based off of a single location. This location is based in the somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, not far from Japan. And so, and there's a lot, there's of course caveats to it. It's not even though it's collecting all this cloud cover information, this analysis was not incorporating that cloud cover information because it gets very complicated very quickly. And it's also sort of just getting across the idea that while there's there's more solar energy coming towards the Earth, you know, not all of it's getting there because of clouds, but it's certainly going to be more than it was before. The amount that gets through, unless it's like, you know, happens to be, for some reason, the last 20 years happened to be 10 times clouder than it used to be at any know. one time. Throwing that out uh, there as a possibility. But and, in general, uh, more solar energy coming towards the Earth. It's pretty apparent from that one. That we'll one is that. not so uh, complicated. And so, you know, those numbers are going to vary the based of where ultraviolet you are on the globe. A, radiation um, coming to and, Earth as, but it's, has grown that's, it's significant. over the last two decades. And, about, you know, and whether that's coming from the across the change in the angle of the sun or about uh, 0.428 watts per meter squared. But it, you know, average. it's not just uh, not just temperature year. that there's a lot um, of research about just and yeah, how significant solar radiation years is, is overall again, climate that's pretty significant. That's you know, you know, not just, just temperature, the amount of air pressure, the rainfall, is, which of course is all those things. Earth, or the, that's the complexity of the climate that rain, that's temperature that's might significant. affect um, solar energy might affect and, temperature again, and rainfall. For this one, it's rainfall affect temperature and air pressure and vice versa. This location is based in the there's a sort of complexity there that's hard to track, but. Um, and, and there's a lot of and studies. So, this one, and there's, there's one going back to 1993. It, it's not about how even much. Though it's collecting not all this just cloud cover information affects this analysis. You know, of course, not we all know that. Incorporating that cloud that cover information. Variations in the radiation gets very complicated to very quickly. Precise degree. And it's also that sort of just they got it down getting across eight, the idea that they were well, there's, correlated. There's more solar energy coming towards the Earth based on this research. Not all of it's getting there because of the Mount Wilson Observatory in California. They're saying going to be more than it was before. Radiation will lead to um, around a six degree change uh, in temperature. The amount that gets through, unless it's a delay like, you know, of about be five days. From, uh, for some reason, the last solar 20 years event, to be uh, like there's a ten times sunspots or a solar storm or something like that, that out there as a possibility. We'll have a direct but effect in general on weather. More solar energy at, coming towards the Earth. The Earth and, and I don't know if that's something that's that. used in weather prediction um, right now. I imagine and so you know those numbers are going to vary based on something where the globe. You can't really predict it and. Not but a lot of that's, you know, it's NASA probably has the and, solar storm, uh, you know, uh, weather data that's coming from and the, the change not in the angle of the local sun. TV news is, weather and to does, be may not be predicting um, his weather based on that. You know, so it's not I, just, that might not be just something temperature that, be, uh, that there's a lot of research about. It's, it's an interesting how topic significant sure. solar radiation but is. There's to a bunch of other papers, more recent ones, the 2011 one about they're saying that not just temperature, it's just air pressure, rainfall, solar, which of course all those things and the little ice age climate. They found that the connection there with a ninety-eight percent probability. Yeah, there's another solar one. energy might affect there's temperature a, and rainfall and rainfall and temperature and air pressure and this paper in 2003 uh, also so talking about there's the just a sort of extreme complexity uh, there that's hard to relation between and the two um, and, and not just a lot of, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis this one, there's this like one going solar back to 1923 over time over a century that solar radiation changes that a 0.1% change in radiance over 20 years variations in lead to about 0.24 watts per meter degree 
change that, in heat uh, difference in the low atmosphere. Eight, they were correlated. And that's, you know, it's uh, not a ton, but uh, it's sort of like correlation. I, I, for, uh, I don't know if I have the correlation of that data here, from but the, the Mount Wilson Observatory No, they're in very California. tightly connected. Um, and it has a chart from the research that the sort of radiation shows them like moving in lockstep, particularly in the 1700s and 1800s. And it's very similar in a lot of ways to the climate temperature charts you'll see from solar storm or something like that. We'll have greenhouse gas emissions on the weather. At, and that, on the that they've been going um, up. You know, if you and want I don't to talk know if about correlation used in weather prediction right now. Here's one is that could be, and, and uh, you know, maybe it's something where well, you can't really it's predict a bit of a divergence it, uh, because you know, correlation. Not a lot of old saw about correlation. NASA probably has correlation the solar storm causation, uh, but data it does wink at it knowingly. Not your, your local that, TV you know, news weatherman. I wrote a story about this. There's the site that has these sort of spurious correlations about like so. It might be something that Nicholas Cage movies and suicides. It's an interesting they, they topic go for one, sure. Hand in hand. There's like a bunch of other up, papers, other more recent ones. Are, are they, they connected? One about, of course they're not. They're saying that and they've got a bunch of other ones they, like margarine and connection uh, between solar and divorce and radiance. Like that. Um, I did a story about that. Is that and and while the, the Nicholas Cage Ice Age is accurate, all the other ones seem like the guy just made up the data. Uh, so total nonsense. There's if you look up the numbers for like uh, margarine sales, a, there, it's not what it's Blanca, in Mendoza from Argentina. Close to but you know, you know, there are spurious correlations. Also, you know, about you do have to watch out for that strong correlation. And I think between, what the, the bigger uh, common two, concern is and not that just uh, may, it may not be um, that one thing is on a day-to-day basis because it could be that B is causing things like that. That things are happening at the same time over time over which direction it's going in, but of changes that correlation. Is a point one percent change in very important. I mean, it's like twenty years. It's integral to the uh, scientific method of, uh, of just it uh, would lead you know, to experience. Uh, you know, our sort of two four watts understanding of the world in general. Like if you in the low flip a light switch on and off, um, and a light goes and on that's, and off. You know, that's correlation right there. But uh, I think but you can it's sort of confidently like, say that that I light I switch. I don't know if I have the correlation measure. You know, sends electricity to that to that light. Very tightly connected. And so, a, I mean, a, you know, chart from the research detour there, but just you know, uh, so it shows know. them like moving and, in lockstep. And so, uh, because right now, you know, to say that 1800s, you know, solar, radi- solar radiation is going out of ways to, uh, and that's the, most likely causes you know, temperature, temperature charts. It doesn't necessarily mean that all of it is uh, from that, but sort of the, you know, any discussion of temperature and house gas emissions should probably include that for sure. Absolutely. They've been going up, you know, if you want to talk about correlation causation, and if it, Potentially, the, is that is ultimate factor, and, and you know, but it, any discussion of well, you know greenhouse a bit of a gas and things like that, you know, correlation should certainly talk about that about as well. I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, at this point, I'm quite skeptical of greenhouse gas wink theory, and you know, we'll talk about that, that a little bit uh, more. But you know, know I, a little bit more on that story about NASA. This. There's the site that project, has the power project. There's another NASA project, the source, Nick project, the solar radiation suicide They go kind of doing something similar. They're taking satellite data. Are, are they solar connected? radiation? Of course, they're not trying to model, uh, and they've got a bunch of other ones like surface radiation and, uh, without the um, cloud like cover adjustments. Um, and I did like a story that. about that. Is that, and that kind of, while that the data kind of lined up with, is, uh, was Mendoza was all the other researching. Seemed like, like the guy just made the up numbers the data. are very similar uh, to what he was pointing to about the connection between radiation and temperature. I would say that that data is like from the early 2000s. But you know, you know, there are spurious correlations mainly because you have to watch out. I was looking at the, the, uh, uh, and I, I think what the, the bigger uh, the surface uh, common radiation uh, concern is that you know, they're not taking uh, measurements of the surface. One thing is, co- a is they are B, 
because you're know, taking it from a satellite causing a, 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 making uh, calculations things to are happening at the surface level would be but like the numbers for like it's going you know they have for different cities like correlation absolutely very important i mean it's like it's just like the same 10 values scientific method through just every year you know, uh, which makes it seem like you know, just our computer generated understanding no, of in, the world you know, in general, no like actual measurement values. Flip going a into light it, switch on and off, which is, and a I light mean, goes. There's going to be fluctuations correlation in radiation, right there, but I think from cloud cover, from solar storms, from the sun's angle, you know, you know all these things that uh, are going to change over um, year to year to year. So I mean, maybe you know, slightly or something like that, but some variation should show up there. It doesn't. So that data seems to be a little suspect. Because right now, you know, to say that there's some criticism about it. Radi stories, solar radiation is going up. Make a note of that there, and that's most likely causes but temperature. Another thing, but it doesn't you know, getting into more all of it is criticism that, of you know sort of any discussion of temperature around. increase. This is, is another. Is, this is another huge probably one. Is that, that for sure? Absolutely. Well, the Arctic uh, is you know it that, is melting. That's a significant that's factor. That's, there's no denying that. There's like a, the numbers for a lot of these things. Factor. There's no denying. There's no denying that increase in temperature that like should certainly that's something that's being tracked across. The globe. Uh, I mean, for I, hundreds I, of years. At like this point, I'm quite skeptical of the greenhouse gas England uh, in theory, like, and uh, we'll that goes back to the 1600s. Um, you know, some of those numbers are unreliable. And more like on that, that but you can see NASA steady increase project, in temperature. The power project. There's the another NASA project, and similar to that, you can uh, see the you know, the Arctic project, ice melt is climate from a bunch of different sources. Uh, that shows kind of doing something similar. The extent of sea ice satellite is, data is decreasing. Solar radiation over the last trying you know, to model uh, uh, fifty years or so. Surface but radiation. Yeah, twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. Third adjust measurements of sea ice. Uh, on record and, and then that, that data kind of lined up with aerospace Mendoza was sort of research sort of like their the numbers are very similar but to what he was that's uh, pointing to kind of the well and apparently everybody knows the, the pictures of you know, um, like polar bears uh, Sad polar bears on an ice data, flow. It's right from disappearing the into the horizon, uh, and there's sort of concern about, oh, you know, this is going to you know, flood the cities and all that. I was looking at the but Antarctica the, uh, has not seen that kind of, of decline the surface radiation. Whatsoever. From you know, they're 20, not taking from 1980 uh, to 2013. The, the actual ice AR, extent of Antarctica. Uh, was they're growing slightly, satellite not you know, not a lot, but it was growing as opposed to decline surface level. This is based on data from but like NOAA's numbers for like a, National Snow and you know, Ice for uh, data cities, center, like one's uh, one and, and so the caveat like to that is ten values well, that it growing just through, up through 2013. Uh, it does. It has been year, decreasing since, uh, which makes it seem like it was just. But this is computer a generated with no different pattern and, from you know, the Arctic. No actual Arctic values going into steady it. decline. Um, ice. And the, the 2013 is, I mean, one, there's going to be fluctuations. Like pretty radiation. apparent at this point that from cloud cover, there's a bunch of solar storms, large volcanic activity happening in Antarctica right now. Are going to change since over 2013 in particular. Slightly or underwater, like smaller but some volcano show up there. It, it, it had so in 2020. It had two 5.9 earthquakes hit the the last um, continent, uh, and magma has uh, been seeping into the tectonic crust. About it in the story, it's going to uh, melt some ice. Um, there's no doubt about that. Make a note of that. It, had, yeah. it saw the strongest earthquake activity ever recorded you know, in the getting region. Getting into more years. criticism. It's earthquakes and volcanoes happening underneath the surface. This is another. This is a lot of going on there. Is that and it's well, all the Arctic. Kind of like a lot of it's uh, also uh, clustered around is, Western you know, Antarctica, it is melting. where uh, the ice is melting the fastest. There's no denying that. So, there's like, it's, a, again, the correlation there is these pretty, pretty pointing no pretty heavily towards like, there's the, no the volcanic the, activity. The, the increase in temperature that, like, as for that's a temperature that's being tracked across the globe. 
between for hundreds 20, of years, like, like was 1980 and 2013, England, it hasn't been, you know, it's pretty much flat. It's kind of like um, this one's like, you know, some we'll of have to split hairs a little bit and things like because that. it's but not. You can see the steady in certain months it's been increasing from the 1800s slightly uh, for other months it's been and somewhere to that you can see the, you know, there has been there's one year there is it was like a, a, from a bunch of different sources this year's uh, in recent memory the extent of sea like ice 1983 is i think was got down below like -55 uh, degrees 50 years or so but there was also one uh, but year yeah, where they had 2020 like and 2019 historic high the average was over -40 degrees in general it's pretty much been flat through 2013 after 2013, it has an increase, again, most likely related to that volcanic activity. And again, nothing like that. I've never seen the pictures of polar bears. It's like a completely different If it's based on the same situation, it's not showing and there's and concern about oh you know is this going to you know flood the research the on and this that. and there's of course there is um, an article of research on it but there's like has not seen that kind the of research I, I was kind of uh, uh, also what surprised at how um, kind of sloppy the research seems 1980 to this is one paper in uh, uh, actually price paper uh, in nature climate change antarctica which says record warming at the not south pole during the past three decades declining for surface temperature and they have some charts in there that national snow like there's this one chart data center it's the based NSIDC. on the Munson Scott, like um, these weather stations that are and, scattered but, throughout. So the caveat to that is uh, mean surface temperature from growing, that station uh, up through and 2013. It's it does. It has been I don't have the numbers from that. We'll talk about this is the underlying numbers that different it, pattern based on uh, the Arctic. But uh, it Arctic doesn't really show any steady decline in growth uh, in temperature from uh, and since the, like the 2013 mid 1950s. It's pretty. It's only been in like the last 10 years that maybe it shows a little bit of an large Volcanic activity, but it's really happening in Antarctica. Kind of like, like it undercuts that, their, you know, when they're saying that particular record warming. They found a, a and the chart they showed just doesn't show that. That's one of the charts. Um, they show another one that has like oh, 2020. They had two 5.9. The temperatures have been growing since the, the 1970s, but that seems magma like has been uh, something different. On a crust. That's but gonna melt some ice. So there's no doubt about what that. they did. They, they um, it seems like they combined and, uh, data from this uh, scientific committee on Antarctic research, uh, the years. SCAR and projects it's, yeah, it's, reference quakes and volcanoes data happening environmental research the surface the reader project uh, data a lot's been going and on it's there. one of these there are a lot and, of these um, sort of academic projects to sort it's of all combine a lot of it's also data sets clustered around to western sort of have Antarctica, like the ultimate data sets the and high quality fastest, meteorological data uh, so from you know direct again, measurements correlation from all the various reporting stations uh, throughout Antarctica and nearby the volcanic activity but the data is totally spotty i mean it's as for i'm sure the measurements are the best that scientists could do that, but it's spotty in the sense that it's missing between large chunks. 20, like 1980 like and one of the, the data sets that has the most data. Uh, it hasn't been the yet, you know, it's, it's pretty much the, flat. It's the South Sandwich like Islands like that it's missing most of the data from 1980 to 2000, which is large. Certain months it's been to not have numbers. There's also there's a for other ongoing revision to some of the measurements. There's been makeup for years. It's problems with measuring temperature down there. I mean, it is immensely cold. I'm sure there's a lot of complications from that. I imagine there's a lot of complications below, like negative you know, 55 degrees. Up, in, up until recently, uh, I don't think they had but there was also people one there 24-7 
historic pot like they do now that they have these like sort of very permanent uh, stations negative 40 degrees uh, i imagine there were times uh, when you know but uh, in general too, too long ago where you know, there just wasn't somebody there to make the measurements After 2013 has seen an increase speculating again, there but most likely it's a, it's a harsh realm and, and it's probably again, a lot of nothing difficulties like in taking whatsoever. measurements and no no criticism to not know the measurement takers there but i imagine it's a very based on the same situation they have on them and um, if you look at the sort of that underlying data, like from the South Sandwich the, Islands, the research on this, even with the sort of ignoring the fact that it's but there's missing like, chunks of data, research it's not I, I showing that, uh, any surprise at how ongoing rise in temperature over the earlier half of the 20th century. Uh, pretty prominent, like there, the, the one chart has. It seems to be showing like the, the, the other data that I was looking at, the, 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 the other temperature data, that it's pretty uh, much been surface flat. You know, it varies a little uh, bit. And they have some charts there, in there that there's spikes. There's, like there's spikes this one chart spikes from, down, but uh, it doesn't look like the temperature has really changed at all. Like and again, nothing like the arc scattered throughout South In the last 10 years, there's been an increase again. But is that even, you know, again, it's pretty the volcano issue is. Uh, we'll talk about pretty, sort of you know, the underlying appearance, and based on, is that even that uh, anomalous? To be outside, it the doesn't norm really show any you know, prior temperature spikes. Growth in temperature, even, from, even if you assume that the volcano, like the, volcanoes are doing mid nineteen fifty, is that it's still anomalous? Been, in like the last and, ten years, you, know, you do maybe like sort of a t-test analysis on that. But it's and really for, this is like based on kind of each like one, it undercuts to, their prior months you know, when they're saying going back record warming to almost uh, the the and the chart they show just doesn't show that and there's only a That's couple one of the charts where they show another one that has like oh, the it's, it's the temperatures in the last ten years are uh, that. Temperatures have been growing compared since the to 1970s, but the, the, like the prior uh, you know almost a hundred years. Um, so. But so even then, it's so not sticking that out that they much. Did, they, and, they, sorry, not last like they combined two thousand two thousand ten period uh, scientific the committee on pre-volcanic issue uh, the scar. Period. So uh, those uh, that time isn't really sticking out that much. So there's no real reader there's not this data. growing co- um, temperature concern. And it's one of these the South uh, there's a lot of these um, and, sort of and academic so projects. Sort of the nail sort of in the coffin on that one is that there's another there's data sets. I'm sure there's all kinds of papers like in one thing or another. But here's this is another paper in Nature's climate and atmospheric science. Given uh, the polar opposite view uh, that from all the, the Antarctic continent has not warmed up in the last seven Antarctica decades, and despite a monotonic increase uh, in the atmospheric concentration the data of greenhouse totally gases, uh, I mean, it's, while a portion you know, of the Western continent has warmed the above average, that, uh, the rest of it has only gotten colder. Do. But it's spotty in the so, sense that it's yeah, missing. That's maybe why you hear so much about the Arctic, like, but not uh, about the Antarctic. The, the, the data so getting the more data, towards uh, the sort of greenhouse effect of, of climate, the, uh, the that, South Sandwich Islands. Uh, that it's missing most of its data. I, from I, I, you know, I tend to believe that, you know, you know, that time greenhouse gases can absorb. Numbers. Solar uh, radiation there's also, there's an, uh, and vision to and, some of the and measurements make, to, and get hotter. There's uh, nothing that's uh, too unbelievable uh, about problems that. with measuring you know, temperature a lot of down there. I mean, it is details of chemistry that and um, just uh, you know sure beyond over, over my head. That. I imagine above my pay grade that, sort of thing. You know, but up and, uh, up until recently, once you start being give people their twenty four seven greenhouse effect process like they do now, and it starts to get seem very fall apart quite a bit. Uh, I imagine that, there were times when you know the, the whole idea is to, you know, to, to sort of or, you know, overview of the greenhouse effect there. That, you know, there are these. Greenhouse um, gases, that, uh, carbon dioxide, there. nitrogen but oxide, it's a, it's methane, a harsh realm, and some various and, other ones. Uh, there's probably a lot the of difficulties in taking and that. And that 
no, that they no absorb the solar the, radiation, you know, not the, as the, the sun, measurement as it's coming there. down towards but the I Earth, but after it's a very reflective back, task that they and after it, and, and before it goes um, out, out into space. So it's almost like trapping if you look at like sort of a green that underlying data, like and just as, as, as a segue for a second, that even a lot of the sort of attention for this theory was data wound up being built around any year two. Ongoing that rise was in temperatures in the year, at the 70s or the earlier half of the 20th century, where uh, you know they like are trying to the, the you know, live in a, in a biosphere, um, which it seems to be shining glass like the, the other data that I was looking and, at, the, um, and see how long uh, they could the, survive. The, the other temperature data that it's pretty much been and, you know, flat. You biosphere know, two being biosphere one being Earth, biosphere two being this spikes down thing. Uh, and you it know, doesn't just look like trying to see if like we could live on another planet, um, sort of thing. I, I don't know. If, and again, like, enough, a lot of the like the Arctic sort of and details of it in are. The last ten years, there's been an increase again. Well, uh, hippie nonsense. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like sort of. But like, is that even you know, it, you know it, again? If that's what they're trying to make it. Uh, it wasn't a, a very scientific the issue uh, is, uh, approach you know, to anything. Pretty, you know, Maybe there was in the beginning. I think there's a whole story to it. Even that probably fascinating to be outside the norm. But what what happened prior? I only know the general spikes. overview, and so even, I, even if you assume uh, that the too volcanoes, hard, volcanoes uh, are doing all of it, is, is that, that it, it failed miserably? And that they you were, know, that like somebody wanted to uh, secretly opening a hatch for, on it to, like to get in fresh air from the outside to, uh, because months, they weren't producing uh, you know, enough oxygen from the to, plants that uh, were there. I mean, that's not really a good analogy to. And there's only a couple of months where so much smaller the temperatures, a lot more things. The atmosphere, the relative atmosphere for those people versus the size of the Earth's atmosphere is not comparable. It's like it's not a proper science experiment in any so, sort of way. So even then it's not but anyhow, out that much. But anyhow, sort of and getting back to what, what, you know, what the uh, greenhouse the 2000, effect is that, you know, greenhouse gases pre-volcanic possibly, uh, you know, probably do uh, absorb uh, solar energy. But so what, those, what's happening that is time it's after really, the you know, uh, stick energy out that is much, reflected uh, off the earth. So, so that there's no real, not, you know, a, a ton of, there's not you know, this growing UVA energy. Concern. Like a lot of that around the a South lot of that pole. energy is absorbed um, by the surfaces and on the earth. If you deserve the nail like, in the coffin you know, on that one the, is that there's another touch, like a rock or a piece of metal papers, that's been sitting out in the sun for but here's a whole day. It's going to be frighteningly hot. Some of that gets reflected as the light and it goes out into space. The Antarctic but it's not, not that much heat. In the last seven you know, it's like if you, maybe if you had a mirror or something like that, that that greenhouse gases certainly reflects a lot of heat. Um, you know, when you see people sun tanning, portion of the west that can reflect a lot of heat. But in general, of most of it is absorbed cold. by water and the so, ground and yeah. everything like that. Um, and and that's maybe why you hear so one, much about the Arctic. The detail of that is that the NASA Antarctic. has numbers on um, how much the ocean so has absorbed of that energy. The sort of they, their numbers listed at over 320 zeta joules um, as of 2020 since 1955 no, or no sorry 1970, and that's 10 to the 21st. I, 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 you know, I tend to believe joules. that you know that's, that's, it's a lot. Greenhouse gas hard to even fathom what a zeta joule radiation, is. but it's a lot, and and, and that's and, all and, going into the ocean. Make and they get know, hotter. Uh, there's nothing. The the paper that I got this from, they're talking about, about you know, you know a lot of that's effective the greenhouse gases. 
and uh, it's leading to ocean temperature I, rise. Yeah, just uh, you know, beyond Which, over, that over is my something head, that will make the uh, you know the oceans above my pay grades sort of grow in size. But is that you know when things are warmer, once you start being, not, you know the, the oceans have a skeptical eye to the whole or anything like that greenhouse effect because process. it's so much energy. It's the oceans uh, are so vast that that energy is get, seem, spread out across part of, a massive a massive volume. That, so it's not only uh, affecting the whole idea is you know to numbers on the temperature change, but that you know there's something it's something. Pretty small uh, greenhouse gases and that's carbon dioxide, that, nitrogen oxide. So it's uh, a lot of energy, methane, and then like it's you know, as that in the as a liquid, you know, heats up, it takes up more space. Uh, that they I don't know how much space solar radiation based on the, the small sun, amount of temperature change, but, but after it's that is something back, to, you know, it's, and it, after it, oceans may rise, it goes just slightly. So it's almost like trapping it, sort of getting back to a greenhouse. What that means about sort of the greenhouse is that as a segue for a second, for all of that. Energy you know, a lot of uh, to the, come, the you know, that this, a lot of the uh, theory the oceans are absorbing a solar energy from at the surface um, biosphere but too. That the greenhouse um, effect is implying that it's coming from the air, the warm air uh, that's trapped where in the know, atmosphere, trying to you know live which in a, is in a biosphere, it's implying that the, the uh, atmosphere is, is becoming this like dome. sauna. And, and the ocean uh, is soaking up all of that, 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 that you know, hot air plants. And that's that's what's warming uh, and, up the you know, ocean. Biosphere which two being sort of, you know, without biosphere getting into sort of uh, Earth, you know, the two being, heat transfer, uh, this, this enthalpy thing. of the whole um, thing. Just seems and, ridiculous, you know. Just because see, like, we it just has to go. Another we would have to be I, I don't know, experiencing all that heat transfer. And it's also hitting only hitting the surface of, it are, of the ocean, as opposed to solar oh, radiation, which uh, goes <laughs> into like, it goes pretty far. Like, you know, at least you know maybe a couple hundred feet. Trying to uh, make it into the it ocean. wasn't a very scientific. You know, it kind of disappears uh, once you get far enough down. Anything. But Maybe there it's was not the beginning. I think there's a whole the, story the water. to it. I think that and it's pro probably fascinating and, to but, read into. So all but of that what, heat would have, have to come is, through. The I only know the general overview, and so, I and should, so uh, be if you do the calculations uh, for, is that it, the amount of heat that's come into the ocean uh, that they were, if it would, um, came through the atmosphere, if somebody wanted this is across the whole hatch on it, the temperature outside. The average because temperature anomaly wouldn't be that one degree. Plants would be that were there. something more significant. I mean, that's not really a good like, analogy to getting close to like two and a half degrees like Celsius. So much or smaller. Four degrees Fahrenheit. And that, uh, that you know, a that, lot more things that in the atmosphere data for the relative you know, atmosphere for those so people versus the size that's based of on the sort of lowest approximation of ocean heat absorption. Uh, if you go with but the anyhow, sort of maximum uh, value, you know, sort of it's going to be along the lines of seven degrees Celsius of temperature um, change to the atmosphere. You know, greenhouse if, gases if that you know, that heat possibly transfer into the atmosphere, uh, solar energy, and in, but, in that greenhouse um, process. What, what's happening I mean, is it's after the you know, I, I think it's just sort of reflected. Not only is it sort of the number so that, kind of um, blatantly that's seems not like way far off. A ton of seven degrees Celsius. If things were that much hotter, energy like that would be that would be a big deal. Energy you would already be seeing. Like oh, the, the lakes drying up. All this, like, some of the more uh, dramatic things that the you know, you know the climate world you touch has been like a rock or about a piece of metal would have been sitting you know, happened sun twenty for years ago. A whole day. It's going to be frighteningly so, hot. That uh, some of that gets and, reflected and in general, as like, light. I, and the whole idea that uh, well, the whole greenhouse gas thing is. Uh, 
you know, it's like it just, it, maybe if you had a mirror, it's, it's or something hard to like be that, skeptical that, that enough of it. Certainly reflects point. a lot of heat, you know, when you so see another suntanning. aspect of it. Um, and this is, you know, one of the many angles heat, of the in general. Climate, most of it is absorbed thing, by is the water, hurricanes. Ground, the storms like are supposedly um, getting stronger and stronger, and, uh, and but they're not getting one, more one frequent. At least that's according to the United Numbers on how much the site ocean has a number of papers related to it. They, the numbers the hurricanes are getting more intense. Zeta joules, uh, higher wind speeds, lower um, pressure. Uh, since uh, hurricanes, they have these like low pressure that causes at the center of the hurricane, things like that. And that's sort of the inverse of the wind speed. More precipitation, uh, more jewels. destructive. It's a, it's a lot. And there's, there's it's hard to even fathom. The data on this is like there's all lot. kinds of um, numbers about how many. And that's all going into category the five. And they're you know they're category four the, hurricanes the that, that have been hitting. Strong, they're talking you know, about, you know, about Texas, uh, uh, you know, Louisiana, Katrina, of course, the, the most destructive ocean U.S. hurricane rock. in history, I believe. Um, and which. Uh, that and is something a, that NOAA paper the, you know, the from the National Centers for Environmental uh, Information and sure, NCEI showing that, just like you know, the, the cost warmer, of you know, the, the ocean hurricane destruction just going up and up and up and up. Like Even after you uh, adjust for inflation, so much energy that the oceans are so in, vast. In like 2010, that, that it was $500 billion dollars in hurricane massive, damage, massive whereas volume. in the 1980s, so it's only, uh, it was like less than 100 billion. numbers on Yeah, and that's after inflation adjustment. So it's going up a lot every year. And the total number and of hurricanes uh, in that paper has been going uh, down that, since the 2000s. That's, so has been going up energy, before that. Uh, and then, uh, like it, but you know, we'll get as that a little bit, as a liquid you know, heats but up, it takes up more space. What's kind of, uh, uh, you don't know how major much hurricanes get a lot of news. I mean, this is like the biggest deal change, but when they hit. It uh, is something. You know, you people know, have to evacuate their houses or, you know, board things up with plywood. Um, but there are other big ones that hit recently, you know, like Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane Ian, uh, the greenhouse effect, massive, massive, destructive. For all storms. that energy. But what's funny is that that NCEI come, you know, paper that a lot of the, doesn't really show much oceans are absorbing solar the, energy the average from at the hurricane surface. category. But it's been over the last the couple decades, it's been around you know between a two and a three categories. The, the warm the air that's trapped. Whereas in the 1960s, was there they had the average categories around four, which is it's that the, yeah, the that it's is there's another this, paper like, from the National Weather that, Service that the ocean is soaking up all of that that, that uh, shows the the you know hot air the category average hot that's, that's hurricane category pretty much declining which, since the so 1930s getting into sort of, it goes up it goes down you know, but in the 2000s it was around it was almost uh, 3.1 whereas uh, in the 1960s, it, was, it has the average category uh, about a little over It just 2. has to go six. We would have to be, and it also shows the number of hurricanes going up. It's also in the hitting, last, only hitting uh, a couple decades of the ocean. That's as to about like solar radiation. They had about seven into, hurricanes uh, on record per year. It goes pretty far as opposed you know, to you know, maybe a you couple know, hundred. 1970s, uh, it had oceans four. So it's like there's like a lot of contradictory stuff going on here. Not just the surface. Are there get are there more hurricanes or not? Are they getting and, stronger or are they not? And it really and, depends on and, which but, paper you so look at. All of that, that paper also has a breakdown of the like, atmosphere. You know, that the 
And it seems so like the, if you the, do the calculations the, for the, her, the year, the decade, the amount of heat that's most come into the major ocean, hurricanes, if it would was the 1940s, this is you know across we had the 24 whole hurricanes, you know, category um, hurricanes altogether. The, the, the temperature, ten of the major uh, three, four, the average five, temperature anomaly, and, you know, which is wouldn't be just one degree, decent amount more than something the current era, it would be which is the 2000s had there were 19 hurricanes in total and seven major ones. So uh, the 2010s, that, there's uh, not that, as you know, we'll that, get to that. You know, that's there were definitely some major hurricanes in the 2010s. So, but but um, overall, is it increasing? Is it and not? It, that's based so on maybe a little background on, on hurricanes. I, mean, I feel like people in the South know all these details uh, much more, much better than uh, if you, you know, go watch the weather when these things happen. It's going to be the hurricane wind scale, the Cat Nine, the temperature change, Cat Five. And if, you if know, that cat, category that one was transferred into the it's, atmosphere, cat one is and sixty-four uh, to eighty-two knots, um, and anything in, below in sixty-four knots of wind um, speed is a tropical it, storm. I, category fives are one hundred and thirty-seven uh, knots. Not only is it sort of the number, of course, kind of all these things are all like tropical cyclones. It's I mean, like a seven degrees Celsius. If you know, it's it, a things swirling hotter, vortex in the um, tropics. That would be that would be if it's big enough. That's a tropical storm. If it's really big, it's a hurricane. Um, so well, this, some of the more there's another data set that, that's you know, got like all the numbers, not the sort of selective, about, you know, oh, these are significant have, you know, hurricanes or significant ago. tropical um, storms. Is it's so, the hurricane database, the HERDAT, and, from, and again, in general, from like, I, and that it shows that the number of tropical storms wow, has been the increasing. Whole greenhouse gas thing everywhere. Is, it's increasing in the Atlantic. It's just increasing it, the the, geez, the parts of the Pacific that they're measuring, which is like it, north central and northeast. Like so sort another of, sort of aspect of the it, west and this coast is, of you know, one of the many you know, California and the sort of Washington, climate, Oregon. Uh, but those uh, the ones that they're classifying the, as hurricanes, um, there hasn't been some increase. The, the uh, number of hurricanes that storms are the ones that are have winds above sixty-four knots. But hasn't they're really not gone up more in the last frequent. at least that's four or five decades of concern it's been about it's about site, like uh, around 70 to 80 percent number of papers classified as hurricanes it had um, been going up consistently above that, that before hurricanes that, are getting more intense but in the last like four five decades higher winds which is a pretty significant time pressure hasn't been uh, going up hurricanes that much. have these like and uh, it, they don't pressure, that data set uh, doesn't have wind speed 2004 of the hurricane but from 2004 to 2022 uh, average, more average maximum wind speed. More it's, like, it's the um, maximum speed of that storm. And there's, there's, and I, this the data averaged this across like all the so storms that year has not been increasing. If, if anything, category five, the, the Pacific storms have been going down a little bit, been hitting, you know, and, and again, Texas, it's more sort of like well, Louisiana, Katrina, of course. Which one to believe um, that the her that data the most destructive? US is saying that in history they're, they're more frequent but uh, not stronger and but the sort of the different papers paper, are saying uh, that oh from the national you know, centers for environmental they, information nc they are frequent more frequent uh, but they are stronger showing as well like the, the cost it, it's, it's like each one is like hurricane just a completely different up picture and up and up and up. And they don't have to line up just for inflation in any sort of way that and uh, this gets to the like another data set. It was uh, maybe too many data sets for one billion story. But it's the damage, it, it tracks data, which is it was like no less than 100 international billion. best track um, archive for climate yeah, stewardship. And, and that's after and one of these, again one of these so attempts where they merge all the different year. data sets from um, different places, different and the total agencies number of measuring it. Uh, and it's like they're going to collect it all and make it all nice and adjust things where they need to be adjusted. Has them going up before that. 
Uh, and but and, it's, and it's, that, it appears to show too. a growing number of storms but of all sizes across what's kind of, uh, most decades. And, and these major hurricanes like the herd data. data. I mean, so this is like saying the that, yeah, they're getting more frequent, hit, uh, which is the opposite of what the of concerned scientists you know, and their papers were saying. Would, um, there are other big but ones it also supports the UCS by saying that the, the average energy uh, of massive, and massive that one is it's a little more advanced than like the um, maximum wind speed. But what's it's funny sort of is like that they, NCDI they integrate, uh, integrate the wind really across the sort of lifespan in, of uh, the storm. The average hurricane category. To sort of give it a, like an overall um, picture, so it's not like oh, over the last oh, uh, it, couple it, decades, for half a second around, it got to uh, three hundred. Not between a two and a three, but then it died off. We didn't see the average. So this is sort of like more uh, like total the 1960s, energy they had within uh, that storm, average, whether it's categories spread out four, at an even keel um, or the spikes here and there, or and, something like that. Uh, um, yeah, that is. So there's yeah, another paper from again, the National Weather Service all over the place. And what do you believe that uh, shows? Who, who do you the, believe the is it getting category, more? Is it getting category, category, average? Category, I don't know. Hurricane category. And I think pretty much the declining thing is the 19. The best understanding to goes up and goes to take down, out of this is that in the 2000s, that you measuring storms. Is almost is a relatively uh, recent uh, and uh, a reliable metric. The understanding of storm speeds of size and all that stuff. Has only and it also shows the number of hurricanes going the up, satellite era uh, in the last prior to that. Decades, how do you measure that, a storm's um, wind speed? There's about you, like, somebody has to be in the middle of that storm with you know, some, a wind measuring device of some sort, um, or you be close to it, you know, or uh, if the there's a storm that happens in the before. ocean and nobody um, sees it. Does so it like, does it get measured? Uh, no. Like you know, there's a lot of contradictory stuff going where on here. sometimes ships would get kind are, of close are to these storms. Are there more hurricanes to give a partial uh, measurement? Are they getting stronger? And or there's not. sometimes when airplanes uh, would and it really depends on fly into them to take at. a measurement, um, which I'm that paper also has know, a breakdown of that guy who's willing to fly into a storm to see how fast it's going. The year hats off to you. With and that even with the advent of satellites was the 19th, for measuring uh, storms, they had 24 and, and, you hurricanes. Know, it, they needed to have altogether microwave imaging major that they needed to be able to collect and, that information um, without, which is without just cloud cover getting in the way. Than, uh, if the clouds the are there era, and you're trying to sort of take uh, a picture of it, you yeah, won't be able to see that had, uh, So they were able to get some satellite data before then, but they're probably missing a lot too. So the and 2010s, then, you know, there's uh, like even once that not as, was I there we'll get available, that, you know, that's, there were definitely how widely adapted it was. Uh, and then there's this, but, they had to integrate, uh, they had to develop what's called the Dvorak overall, method. Is it increasing? It's, it, is it not? That's the sort of this um, formal calculation of so taking maybe a little background on, on you know, it's not just like I, you I can look like at a storm and see how fast it's going. All these details. You're taking a picture and measuring its vorticity. It's wind shear, it's convection, uh, but, you know, the, the it's core temperature scale, the nine, to sort of nine, nine, calculate five, its, its total you know, strength. Category one, and I mean, I'm uh, sure there's a lot of details to how you actually measure that, 64 that to wind 80 shear knots. from a satellite. Below 64 to, it has to be precise enough to see that the movement of the hurricane. Storm. Uh, and so, category five, that that's all 137 knots perfect. Higher. And um, um, you know, of like course, there's, all there's these some error adjustments, all tropical in, cyclones like, listed in like the calculations about give know, or take 10 swirling knots. vortex and, and the, the tropics. Assuming that that error range is all fine, well, good. And tropical that, storm, if it's really big, it's a hurricane. Saying that they've been able to sort of so, track these things. There's another in the data last 20 years. It's got like all the maybe 30 years. And that's, you know, oh, these are Can you compare that to the pre satellite era? 
Um, and it, maybe you it's, can't. It's like all those numbers database that heard that early 1900s again from Noah. You don't. Um, you, they'll have like you know, there's certain shows that the number that are of considered like the most increasing the, the highest wind speed it's on record the Atlantic and things like the, the, the Indianola, the, the hurricane of, of eighteen fifty six, the last island hurricane of eighteen fifty six. There's like the Labor Day hurricane west coast that was in the nineteen forties uh, or so. California, that these things where uh, Washington, the, the, the wind speed, the max um, wind speed that was measured, uh, like but is those, just off the charts, the one hundred forty five knots. Hurricanes. There hasn't been some increase for hurricane number of hurricanes, but which is. Pretty impressive, but these other ones, the 130, ones are, 135, 64 knots. knots. That's the that's uh, the maximum speed, and that probably really was measured directly for five was decades. that uh, it's you know about, was that a, the total about, energy um, of the hurricane or not? Like around seventy what, to eighty percent. Was it just a small spike and then it went away? Um, uh, it had been going. You know, up they've got a project to sort of reanalyze all of that but data. In the last like and four to go through all decades, those old storms, which is a pretty significant like, actually, it hasn't been. If they can kind of correct much. them with some um, of the the knowledge that they have it, now, they don't. Have, that data set doesn't have wind speed. They would readjust, change their categories, which they've done. Some categories have been removed. Or hurricanes have been removed because they feel like they've. Well, it may have gotten a, speed a, of that a high storm. wind speed at one point. It wasn't that, enough to really be considered a hurricane. Storms that year. And it's just um, sort of like, is that enough to increasing. really say that, uh, you know, if, if that anything, there's the, been, you know, that hurricanes are on the rise? Or was the rise in hurricanes uh, sort of the just adaptation and, of... Uh, Satellites of again, it's satellites more are able to capture well more hurricanes because which one to believe they're able to see uh, the those storms out in the ocean that data that just nobody ever saw before. saying that it, they're they're and more yes, frequent, is it just a measurement issue is it, but it seems the, like the data the just isn't there to even be, are saying that begin oh, to say anything like that you know they, they leave, leave it aside whether it's more frequent but they are climate change that's driving more storms it's like which one is like giving a completely different picture a lot don't it's still going on with that, but it really just seems like there's, uh, there's there's not you can't confidently say that gets to another increasing and also getting fewer, which it seems like there's but plenty of data the, that that in, part in of it is just not data, true. Which is but then again, it depends which one you ask and which which analysis, which data sets. I feel like uh, in, a, in a little again, bit more time, these, they'll have uh, a better idea where they merge but all again, the it's sort of data sets from undermining places, sort of the, uh, the climate debates and measuring oh, it. Like you know, the world's it all and, and falling it apart. All nice. Hurricanes and are destroying us they need to be because the temperatures um, increased by one degree, and, and uh, that just doesn't seem like it's the case. And it's and it appears to show a growing number of storms of all sizes across most decades. Like the HERDAT data, so it's saying that yeah, they're getting more frequent, which is the opposite of what the Union of Concerned Scientists and their papers were saying. Um, but it also supports the UCS by saying that the the average energy of these cyclones, it's using this accumulated cyclone energy metric, that that's also getting higher. Um, and that one is, it's a little more advanced than like the maximum wind speed. It's sort of like they, they integrate, integrate um, the wind across the sort of lifespan of the storm to sort of give it like an overall picture. So it's not like, oh, oh it, it, for half a second, it got to 300 knots uh, of wind speed, but then it died off and we didn't see anything. So this is sort of like more of like total energy uh, within that storm, whether it's, 
spread out at an even keel or the spikes here and there or something like that. Um, so yeah, again, contradictory all over the place. And what do you believe? Who, who, who do you believe? Is it getting more? Is it getting worse? I don't know. Um, and I think the best thing to, the best uh, understanding to, to take out of this is that, that measuring storms is a relatively recent thing. A, a reliable metric understanding of storm uh, speeds, of size, and all that stuff has only uh, come with the satellite era. That prior to that, how do you measure a storm's wind speed? You somebody has to be in the middle of that storm with you know some uh, a wind measuring de device of some sort or you be close to it, or if there's a storm that happens in the ocean and nobody sees it, does it, does it get measured? No. Um, you know, there's a, a middle period where sometimes ships would get kind of close to these storms and they would be able to, to give a partial measurement. Uh, and there's sometimes when airplanes would uh, sort of uh, fly into them to take a measurement, which I've you know, kudos to that guy who's willing to fly into a storm to see how fast it's going. Um, uh, yeah, hats off to you. Um, and that uh, even with the advent of satellites uh, for measuring storms, uh, and, and, you know, they needed to have, uh, it, it was microwave imaging that they needed to be able to collect that information without uh, without uh, cloud cover getting in the way. If the clouds are there and you're trying to sort of take a picture of it, you won't be able to see that storm. Um, so they were able to get some satellite data before then, but it's they're probably missing a lot too. And then you know, there's like even once that was there and available, it wasn't you know how widely adapted it was. And then there's this, they had to integrate with, they had to develop what's called the Dvorak method, which uh, it's, it's, that's the sort of this formal calculation of taking, you know, it's not just like you can look at a storm and see how fast it's going. It's you, you're taking a picture and you're measuring its vorticity, its wind shear, its convection, its core temperature to sort of and, and calculate its, its total strength. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of details to how you actually even measure that that wind shear from a satellite. Um, you have to; it has to be precise enough to see the the movement in the hurricane. And so, assuming that that's all perfect, and there's like there's there's some error adjustments uh, in, you'll listed in the calculations about uh, give or take ten knots. Um, that, uh, that assuming that that error range is all fine, well, and good, and that but that's only saying that they've been able to sort of track these things in the last twenty years, uh, maybe thirty years, um, and that can you compare that to uh, the pre-satellite era, and uh, maybe you can't. Like all those numbers uh, from the early nineteen hundreds. You don't, you, they'll have like, you know, there are certain hurricanes that are considered like the most, uh, the, the, with the highest wind speed on record, uh, things like the, uh, the Indianola hurricane of 1886, the last island hurricane of 1856, um, 
There's like the Labor Day hurricane. Uh, I think that was in the 1940s or so. That these things where the, the the wind speed, the max wind speed that was measured, like is just off the charts. 145 knots uh, for the for Hurricane Andrew in 1992, but uh, and which is pretty impressive. But these other ones, 130, 135 knots. Um, that's the, that's the maximum speed. And that probably was measured directly, but was that, you know, was that a, the total energy of the hurricane or not? Uh, what, was it just a small spike and then it went away? Um, you know, they've got a project to sort of reanalyze all of that data and to, see, to go through all those old storms and see if they're like actually, um, if they can kind of correct them with some of the, the knowledge that they have now. And to see if that they would readjust, re-change their categories, which they've done. Some categories have been removed, or uh, some hurricanes have been removed because they feel like they've, while it may have gotten a, a, a high wind speed at one point, it wasn't enough to really be considered a hurricane. Um, and it's just sort of like, is that enough to really say that, uh, you know, that there's been, you know, that hurricanes are on the rise or was the rise in hurricanes uh, sort of the just adaptation of satellites of that satellites are able to capture more hurricanes because they're able to see the, the storms out in the ocean that just nobody ever saw before. Um, and yeah, is it just a measurement issue? Is it, uh, I, it, it, the, the, it seems like the data just isn't there to even be, be begin to say anything like that. No, leave, leave it aside whether it's you know a climate change that's driving more storms or not. Uh, so so there's a lot uh, that's still going on with that, but it really just seems like there's 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 not you can't confidently say that uh, storms are increasing and also getting fewer which it seems like there's plenty of data that that part of it is just not true. Uh, but then again, it depends which one you ask and which, uh, which analysis, which data sets. Um, I feel like in a, in a little bit more time, they'll have a better idea. But again, it's sort of undermining sort of uh, the, the climate debate saying that, oh, uh, you know, the world's falling apart, hurricanes are destroying us because the temperatures uh, increased by one degree. Um, and that just doesn't seem like it's the case.